Your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, guys, I told you we're going to get you a couple of recordings here today, obviously, as the Browns now are getting their feet wet in the 2019 NFL Draft here tonight. Uh, brought to you tonight by ZipRecruiter. Um, obviously, thankful for them. We're going to get to your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Um, guys, the, the, the response to the shows last night with no Brown involvement, ridiculous, awesome. Uh, I, I could not be more appreciative. Uh, obviously, it was great to talk with Jared, you know, you know, Titan. Obviously, the guys over the OBR, they do a ton of work. Steven, uh, you know, Steven's just, Steve's one of the dudes. He's part of the crew. Um, he'd probably do more of, you know, of this type of stuff if he had the ability to. But you can't talk some drafts and have live draft in the first round without Steven. Pete came in. We hit cleanup. But Pete, we're here in day two. There is finally a new Cleveland Brown through the 2019 NFL Draft. Uh, let's just, well, I mean, look, trade up. Pete, do you have the final trade up? I didn't get that part. Yeah, they gave up 144, which is fine. Um, which is fine. Yeah, I mean. It's him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's they have three of them, obviously, to play with. Uh, and, and what did we talk about? It was, you know, it, if it was reasonable, go up and get your guy. And, and they evidently did that. And, um, you know, Greedy Williams is a very talented player uh, that was an absolute phenom as a freshman that wasn't quite as good as a sophomore. Uh, But, you know, he has all the talent in the world. If you can uh, basically keep him aimed the right way, Uh, it's not like he has any... You know, I don't think he has any anything legal in his background or anything like that. It's, no, uh, it's, it's maturity. Not, He's just it's, very, yep. very young. One hundred percent. But like, you know, if you're you're looking at this from, well, why wasn't he on my board? He he clears everything production wise. He clears everything uh, from that aspect. It's just that he only did the one test. He did a forty. It was great, and he didn't do anything else. That was it. Pete, um, give him your line from a few good men. Yeah, I, he applies totally to that line. Yeah, it's it's not what I believe; it's what I can prove. That is a hundred percent with Greedy Williams. Uh, and and you know, it, even at the combine, you know, there was the lame hamstring pull, and and he had to dr- do drills over again uh, and stuff like that. But it's never been a question of you know could could he do it? It's always been a question of consistency and maturity. I, I you know I think. The Browns did very well for themselves. I do think, obviously, they could have done better. Obviously, I think Justin Lane would have been the better pick. But, you know, they get a premium position, uh, and they, you know, they didn't fuck it up, which is what I was worried about. You know, either trading it to, you know, the Broncos for Chris Harris, which would have been an awful, awful idea. Yeah, uh, and then pay a 30-year-old another, what, 20 and guaranteed million? Yeah, no, get the hell out of here with that. They've already, and they've got, like, five guys of contracts to work out. They have to redo. You gotta save some. You've got to save money somewhere. Somewhere. The only thing that would have been, you know, great about Chris Harris is it almost completely guarantees that Jarvis Landry would have been gone next year. But other than that, it, it, it's a real. <laughs> you can't resist. I love it. No, uh, it, it's a real issue uh, with that. So now you're going to get a guy who's making like a, you know, maybe a million dollars, and. Can come in and, and, and again, what are we talking about? He doesn't have to start. He can be a role player, and you don't have to rush him. But he's got enough juice and enough talent where he could easily end up being that opposite corner of Denzel Ward uh, early on, and gives you the 
the matchup differential that we you know we sort of liked about having Justin Lane. He's six two and he can run a four three. You know that he's got that speed. You know we don't know about his hips in terms of we don't have a number for it. Uh, but that's a question. Uh, he's going to be playing more off, but theoretically could press. Uh, you, you get a lot of the things that Justin Lane offered. It's just Justin Lane is far more. You know, again, provable in terms of what he does, and but this is because we had the evidence. That's the problem with greedy. It's it's an incomplete resume. So if you leave parts of the resume out, and this would be hey, here you go, ZipRecruiter. Um, if you leave things out of the resume, that, that's the problem. Justin Lane, we had everything we needed. Right, uh, and again, you know, there's there's something to be said for guys who who go through and do the whole thing. Um, I, I got. You know, I don't have any any issue with that. Um, so the first thing with with Gree Williams is dismissing the notion that the dude doesn't tackle. He he did as a freshman. He was really aggressive as a freshman. People like pick on him and say, "Well, he's not he's soft and all this." I think a lot of that was he wanted to get out of college healthy, um, and that has happened before. That's not exactly great, but uh, you know they. In terms of total tackle market charge, a freshman he had seven point two six percent as a sophomore. Still clears the deal. Um, that those are good marks. Like again, people talk about softness. You know, there there is a guy people want from Michigan who had a two two point four percent solo tackle market share in David Long Jr. Um, that you know, if that's your issue that he's not physical enough. Again, it's there. You may not like how hard he hits or any of that stuff, but it's it's there. And he can certainly play the ball. He's obviously got, uh, you know, interceptions. Again, that freshman year, let me look at it real quick. He had six interceptions as a freshman. Uh, he had, let's see, two as a sophomore. Didn't play in the last game because uh, didn't play in the bowl game. For the sake of his draft stats, again, I think that's more evidence that he was trying to stay healthy. Uh, you know, had nine pass deflections this past year, and the first his freshman year, uh, he had where are we at? Because he went by his given name, Andreas. Uh, Eleven as a freshman, he led the team, so he's got all those earmarks, and then he's got the ability to um, to to be you know to to be a playmaker. He's got those things. So it's about, can he be mature enough? Can he be steady enough? But in terms of long term potential, he's very, very good. Um, so again, it's a, it's, it's a good pick. I think better. Sure. Um, that, you know, that the, again, I think, I think Justin Lane would have been a home run. Uh, but at the same time, they got a corner with 49 or, you know, 40, 46 yes. as it is. Uh, and now they have the opportunity to go get one of those safeties. Um, that's a really nice situation to be in. You know, uh, Juan Thornhill is still out there. Um, you know, they can make a big move and go get him. If you already uh, traded one, if you already traded one fifth, why not trade another or even the seven? I mean, pay the tax if that's truly what you want to do. And, uh, you know, there's just uh, and so far the only guy I think that's gone off the board that's of really any consequence. Post that move has been uh, Marquise Blair uh, went off the board. So we're really not, you know, in, in a bad deal. What's, you know, there are a lot of picks to talk about with this. 
But the fascinating storyline to this point is not one of the Ole Miss receivers has gotten picked. Um, Very interesting. You know, and there were legitimate questions with DK Metcalf. I'm very, very surprised about A.J. Brown to this point. And maybe you can say it's because he's a slot receiver. uh, And, you know, that just doesn't have much value. But Debo went. So, I mean, that's the yin and the yang. That's the yin to it. Um, I'll give my greedy thing here and I'll jump in. Um, If you guys remember... I don't know if it was, I don't know what time of the year it was, but we had Trevor Sakema on, and there had been a fantastic article done on NOLA.com about Greedy Williams. Look, I mean, he came from, like, it's bad, like a really, really bad situation. It's not like it was, you know, like anything, like, controversial or, you know, like cops. They were just, they were poor. They, they, you know, it, it wasn't a really good situation. And so, you know, as Pete kept emphasizing here, well, maybe he was trying to just make sure he got to this point yeah i mean there's no i mean look i'm not gonna speak for him but yeah that's probably part of it i mean there was you know talks about you know his mom and his family and there's a lot of extended family and they all kind of look out for each other because they're all kind of in the same hole here um and we talked about this at the combine after the combine pete because it was weird and we hate this because we want these numbers but it was you know if you're battling for everybody go out there and battle but you know but in the same respect you can't get hurt and there's so many people relying on greedy williams look yeah obviously you all know my feelings i would have taken justin lane in a heartbeat first but it's not like greedy williams is like sloppy seconds here in any way whatsoever obviously at lsu he's played everybody alabama's going to have two stud receivers in next year's draft. They had a stud receiver go last year to the Atlanta Falcons and Ridley. He's played everybody. Those are the Alabama kids. Obviously, everybody else in the SEC. He's a really, really good player. Uh, thank God it's not Trayvon Mullen. Oakland, by the way, Pete. Right, That was a good one, right? Keep going, Oakland. Keep going, Oakland. I, I'm genuinely amazed. They managed to – they took Cleland Farrell, and then they took the corner who actually played the ball less than he did. Um at that, like I think they're good. You know, I think Cleveland Farrell could be okay. He's never going to be fourth pick good. I, I just don't see that. But he could be a solid player. But if you're talking about they got in terms of value for the slot they picked, they are one of four. Um, that's <laughs> awful. You know, you don't want to be. And if he goes below the Mendoza line, you know, and we haven't even gotten to the field yet, that's really bad. And we don't even know who's making these picks. And you look, and, and actually, we joked last night, Pete, with Jared Mueller. And he's like, maybe this is why they kicked the scouts out. Because if anybody tipped off that they were taking Farrell at four, everybody would have burned that joint to the freaking ground. So, you know, it's – it. I mean, I look, I mean, strength in numbers, I guess, if you want to call that an approach. Yeah, that's fine. That's whatever. Um but uh, obviously, Pete, you know, uh, you know, Byron Murphy off the board, uh, Rocky Sim, Juwan Taylor gets to go home. I mean, that seems weird. Maybe it's an arthritic thing because he was carrying so much weight as a young kid as his body was growing. Uh, Debo to San Francisco, <laughs> Carolina. Thank you, thank you, Carolina, Pete. Right? The Vikings just jumped on the Herb Smith grenade. Okay. And then now I wonder if you know there's any legs to the Patriots. Kyle Rudolph trade, if that's a thing, or if they just like to have a bunch of them. I don't think Bill wants to be bothered with making all these picks, Pete. It's just the way it is. And yeah, whatever. Tom, we good? We got what we need? Yeah, all right. No, you need, yeah, fine, it's over. Nikhil Harry told me to me that they think they'll just go the wide receiver route this year. Yeah, I mean, they, they could absolutely do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, if they they want to use a pick and they want to go get a proven guy that maybe Minnesota's not going to keep long-term... 
they can go get a veteran tight end, which is certainly their bread and butter, uh, and maybe draft a guy as well. Um, but, you know, t- the Patriots are in the win-now every year mode, and that lets them sort of be super aggressive and dangerous as a result. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's a lot of interesting picks. You mentioned Joan Taylor. You know, that's as good as his knee. Um, if his knee's right or it's going to be right, that's fine. If it's if it's like uh, when the Bills took Cyrus Quanjo, who had a degenerative knee condition, uh, that was an absolute disaster of a second-round pick. By the way, I think Buffalo's doing a hell of a job today. Um, they picked Lyman. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a shame. Well, they, I have Cody Ford. What was the other one? Well, Ed Oliver. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't. All right. You said today, so I got a little confused. They made another pick here in the second round. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. they 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 got two quality linemen. Uh, it's a shame that they learned how to draft one year too late. Uh, <laughs> but they do get they got the, the two biggest things they needed. They got more pass protection and, and run blocking, uh, and they got a playmaker on defense. And they got one of the best players in the draft uh, in Ed Oliver. And I think they got a potential value in Cody Ford. Um, that's what you want. Uh, so I think, I think they did well. Uh, you know, the, the, some of these teams, it, it's been fascinating. If, if for no, no, no other reason that the board just keeps going so well for the Browns um, that, you know, there was all this talk about what well, the Browns had to move up and, and Dorsey again, I, I give him credit. Uh, you know, it, being patient paid off for him, and and going, you know, giving up the fifth. That's fine. The Patriots had given up their fourth round pick, which is an earlier fourth round pick, either that or a very, you know, the last third, whatever one hundred and one is. I assume it's a fourth round pick um, to is. move up basically ten spots to go get uh, go get their their the, the dude they took there, Joan uh, Williams. Joan Williams, who I think is a safety. Um, but, well, you know what he is. He, I think he's versatile. And, and, and I was like, and this is the thing about Joe Juan Williams is, like, he's a safety in the red zone, and maybe you know, like there's things he can do. Like he can play slot in the red zone. Like you can't give him him and a receiver in 50 yards. You can give him and a receiver 15 to 20 yards. He'll be fine with that. So for Bill, that's like a chess piece. He'll move him around. He'll play some outside and just you know he'll find the guy to stone at the line because that's the only way he wins close to the line. But red zone, he can kind of handle anybody because 15 to 20 yards, he'll be okay. Yeah, uh, and, and look, if they really want to press, he's a guy who can be a dick in that response and re- respect. And, high, and high potentially – High school wrestler that plays cornerback. Yep. Yeah, well, he may theoretically be a tight end stopper. Uh, that may be what he is because he's a big guy. Uh, he's like 210 pounds, and he does Stick have decent top. agility. It's just that straight line speed. And, you know, he improved at the – Pro day a little bit four five five. I don't think he's ever going to be a burner. But if you're saying we want this because this is a, a trend we see in the league, um, uh, then I get it. It makes sense. So they they have a lot of interesting options. Um, Cincinnati trading down is fascinating to me. I didn't expect that. Uh, the Broncos, you know, I got it they right. Dip, yeah, I got it right. It just you know forty. But good for them. But good for them. That well, they were able to do it. No, but I mean, look, I mean, that was a player they loved, and they were able to be patient and get him 31, whatever, picks later. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they punted the pick, but at least it, they punted a second-round pick as opposed to a first-round pick. And they got Dalton Reisner, who I think is a good player. Uh, the first Ole Miss receivers off the board to Tennessee, 
that's a really good pick for them. AJ uh, Brown. I think that's a really nice fit with uh, with who they took. Uh, what's his face? Corey Davis. Who, by the way, did who did they take? Yesterday. They took AJ Brown. Okay. Uh, which is fascinating because yesterday. When the Titans were up and they were about to take Jeffrey Simmons, the entire panel was saying, get Marcus Mariota a weapon finally, uh, which apparently was just one big shit to take on Corey Davis, who they took fifth overall. Yep. Uh, So that's interesting. Uh, I I think this could be good. He he becomes another size option. They've got a lot of big guys. They've obviously got a couple tight ends. Um, I wonder if they'll, you know, come back later and grab another pure speed threat. Obviously, they still got Taewon Taylor. Um, that could be interesting, even though Taewon Taylor wasn't as good this past year as he looked like he would be as a rookie. But uh, they, you know, the, their whole thing is can they can they get over the hump? And you know, I, I don't think Jeffrey Simmons is going to do that this year. But I think nope. I think AJ Brown's a guy who can come in and, and help them right now. Um, It'll get him away from the. They always relied on you know the two and three tight ends. Maybe now, maybe it'll a little bit better if he can space the field a little bit. And that was the thing with Tennessee. They featured so much that with the tight ends, it was like, well, you're keeping the ball in between the hash marks, and it made it a lot of easier defense. You had to matriculate drives, which it's been not working out with Marcus, Marcus Mariota uh, in any way whatsoever. Uh, guys, Zip Recruiter here sponsoring us tonight. Um, guys, I mean, you know the drill. A lot of people have used it. Put in your resume. They send it out to hundreds of job applications for what you fit and what applies to you. Um, obviously, you get emails. You get opportunities out of that. So go ahead. Check out ZipRecruiter. And thank you for sponsoring us here this evening. Pete, let's get to this one here before. Because, I mean, uh, you know, we'll, we'll rattle off the first, you know, the first part of the second round. Detroit, the Hawaii linebacker. Like, Pete, we got picked on. And we got, you know, Justin Lane may go first round because of you guys. Dane Brugler, you just got a linebacker from Hawaii drafted at 43 overall. Weirdly, like like he's a really good run defender and he's a guy who makes a lot of tackles, but like I think Arif Hassan pointed out he's like the worst graded pass defender of all the linebackers. Well, I mean, you don't... Um, you but don't, they get some toughness inside. It's interesting. Obviously, he didn't test and all that stuff because of... Uh, injury, which... Uh, yeah. Because of the shoulder injury and he missed... Which shouldn't the, help you here. It should only hurt you. Yeah, so he, he missed... Uh, part of the season uh and the testing stuff so you you do have that stuff going on it's an interesting pick wow wow Bengals went early on drew sample uh i I like drew sample i think he's interesting he's a big body dude with some speed did not have a ton of production for whatever reason uh probably because their quarterback is god awful but he's a guy that should have gotten the ball more i think looked very good the senior bowl could be could be a, a good player um Denzel Ward, I, make sure you tackle him correctly. Well, yeah, I mean, let's not let's 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 actually get some good good uh, good good form on there. But uh, yeah, I, I thought Foster Moreau would go before Drew Sample, uh, but that's interesting. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I, I like where the Bengals are going. Uh, I, I and and by the way, I you know there was all this talk about a Josh Rosen deal. As far as I can tell, that didn't actually happen. Which is um, weird. Yeah, it was like all everything out there, everything rumored and was supposed to be a pick. Did the what did the Dolphins do at 48? Cuz that was supposed to be the Cardinals pick. Um, let's see. They No, that was well, uh, right, 48? Yeah. I don't have I I 
Don't, not looking at it right in front of me. No, we thought the Dolphins were at 48 because that was where we said Jeffrey Simmons, that would be his floor. It would be great for the Dolphins because, obviously, he'd be able to sit out the year and they would continue to tank. Yeah, that, that would have made a lot of sense. I, that's that's why I thought the the prospect of a Josh Rosen trade was sort of confusing. I, I guess at one point you're taking a flyer on a guy, but a second-round pick's more than a flyer, and if you're really trying to bottom out, um, I'm not sure that's the way to get there. Um that's wow. There are some some interesting takes on the timeline that I'm seeing, as in one Matt Miller saying this is Elway's best draft yet. I don't know if that's supposed to be snark or that's uh, well I mean good. You drafted two people before I I don't know how to take that. I, I you know, I don't think they've done great, but maybe that is better for them than he's accustomed to doing. Uh, I mean, they got a nice player in no offense. They got a nice player in Dalton Reisner, and then they took, you know, they punted on a quarterback. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, there's a lot of interesting things. Philadelphia's on the clock right now. I, I'm almost scared to see what they do because they have a knack for doing It'll smart things. Well, I mean, they but, obviously traded, traded up yesterday, got Andre Dillard, put that in the barn, uh, the number one offensive tackle. I think they traded up from, what, 25 to 22. Philadelphia is like... There's franchises where you just get in the mode where everything just seems to freaking work out with you. And even though Wentz didn't finish the last two seasons, you still had Nick Foles. Like, Philly's got, like, the magic touch right now. It's a little weird, and this will be somebody damn, damn good. Because that's just the way they do things right now. Yeah. Uh, and and I... I Oh, Miles Sanders is going to the Eagles. Yeah, it just falls right to them. See, uh, and we, uh, so now you have Jordan Howard, you have Miles Sanders. I don't care about whoever was there for the last two years. You're good. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good pick. And what's fascinating is, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in addition to Juan Thornhill, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I believe Nasir Adderley still sitting around. Uh, so, again, uh, I'm going to kill Sully. I'm going to go find him and kill him every pick he says some whoever it is is going to take one thornhill um so yeah i mean we are it's it it if they if they're trying to get a safety with that 80th pick so far so good it just keeps falling that way kaylin saunders is still there max sharping is still there uh i think i mean i assume they're out of the corner market i don't think justin lane has been picked yet no he has not so you know it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they took him too. Uh, but no, yeah, the- I mean, I'd rather get a safety. They uh, again, I, I give John, John Dorsey credit for being patient. Now, the weird thing he apparently said in the presser is corners don't get paid to tackle, but a they should, and b he did. Um, every corner Dorsey signed to this team has excellent tackle market share. Uh, the only one who's even close to sketchy was was Denzel Ward uh so we'll see uh but yeah it, it's it's looking good from the standpoint of if you're trying to sort of write the script you'd want to have happen uh that's we're 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 going exactly how we would have dra- drawn it up uh you know with with practicality in mind um, guys, iTunes rating reviews. They always help the show. They always assist. You know, I'm trying to track this here. Pete's trying to track it there. Um, we got a lot going on. But look, uh, we want to get you our thoughts here on Greedy Williams. 
Um, okay, so it's, uh, you know, obviously Pete and I had better pair, players pegged. But I, Pete, I, I think you would agree and I would agree with that there would have been no way to converse about Greedy Williams being a possibility at 46. We just figured he would have went earlier. Yeah, um, it was very strange when there were there were the 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 no visits. The talk, yeah, the, the talk was that he had like no visits, and like, that the was, first thing that tells you is there's dirty laundry that we don't know yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah weed test, piss test, something something would have told you that maybe there was dirty laundry. Well, the the other part of that is like if you're saying that you're concerned about maturity and stuff like that, you would think it would be the opposite. That everybody wants to talk to this kid because they want to find out what makes him tick. They want to find Similar out. Similar to Kai Polite. Yeah, like, they right, want to what find was the out Why did you what motivates it? him. Is he a you... guy that loves the game? Is he a guy that you know is is in this? Why did you game punt your draft process? Why did you punt it? Why wasn't this important enough to do it? That's why you have him come in and you spent three hours with him. So yeah, the the uh, it, it you know again this this has all the potential in the world to be great. Uh, the profile is largely there. Um, wow, that is some hair. Um, they, they you know everything's there for for him to be great, and and the Browns are potentially in a great situation for to to sort of ease him in, which is exactly what you'd like to have happen. Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky. Wow, to where? Houston, they, they did they, all the rumors where they were going to take a cor- corner who didn't tackle and Isaiah J- uh, Johnson. They took Lonnie Johnson instead. Kevin, um, jo- Kevin Johnson's cousin. There you go. You you just replaced actually- Kevin Johnson. No, I'm just saying you replaced him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, they, I, I think in some ways you can make the case that there might not be a better team for a Greedy Williams than the Browns because they have so many guys in at corner where. It's it, he's not he is not getting a job handed to him. He's going to have to go out and earn it, and I think that might be really important for a kid like him, uh, who has you know probably up to this point largely had a lot handed to him, at least in terms of sports. I don't know a thing about his background or anything, but, but I'm just four, assuming that but you know four th- you run four three seven. It's been an easy ride for you up until this point, and you're six two. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think in that standpoint, I really like the fit in terms of what what's the best thing for for Greedy Williams. He can't afford to mess around. He can't afford to you know make you know mistakes in that in the in the terms of like if he messes around and and, and gets in trouble off the field or he can't stay focused, he's going to get beat. Um, and there are a lot of teams where maybe that wasn't the case and that might not have been good for him, but for the Browns that, you know, he's going to have to go out and take a job from a guy like Terrence Mitchell. He's going to have to go beat out TJ Carey's and, and, and those guys are going to be, uh, you know, options in terms of, you know, roles in terms of specific matchups. But part of the reason I love the idea of getting a guy like, uh, of, of getting a guy like Justin Lane is, so if the if the Browns and, and this is true obviously with with uh, Greedy is if you've got a situation where you're facing a team with a lot of big receivers you can put T.J. Carey and Greedy Williams out there and you and know, Earl and, and 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 potentially put 
you know, Denzel Ward on a speedy slot guy in that scenario. It, you just have so much in terms of options for how you want to play defense, which is one of the things I really liked uh, about what they could do with this draft. Hopefully, Greedy Williams can ultimately come in a lot like Denzel Ward did, turn heads and, and go, wow, you know, we're not going to take this guy off the field anytime soon. But they don't have to rush it, which is the best situation for him. I think it's a great situation for the Browns. Hopefully, you know, he, he's able to get comfortable, get confident, you know, by the second half of the season. God knows he'll have four games in December to get really comfortable because they're all awful teams and they'll be getting ready for the playoffs, hopefully. So that's that's going to be a, a, a fun thing to watch. I, I, you know, the, the corners are going to be an extremely competitive group uh, in camp, and that's the best thing you could possibly hope for. And look, uh, it, it's a weird scenario. Um this was a guy we had mentioned early in the process, and just kind of like, there's guys like him, like Polite, and they fall off the map because it didn't work out for them, and you want to have more confidence in the guys that you have all the info on. Next Sharping off the board to the Houston Texans, uh, so they've taken two offensive linemen, as they should. Uh, and signed one. The one the one they signed sucked, but, I mean, good good job for Houston. Look, I, we, guys, <laughs> you know this. <laughs> it was one game we've talked about. Yeah, I mean, I think Max Sharping is a really good football player, and I think he upgrades them immediately in terms of, you know, if they actually want Deshaun Watson to live. Um, or if he wants to live himself, because... Um, yeah, and, and, you, know. And, you know, that was mentioned on the on the uh, broadcast last night by Kurt Warner uh, when they were up, you know, the first time around, and, and you know, when they, when they took uh, Titus Howard, uh, that, yeah, he does need to do a better job of actually protecting himself in addition to you know, to them helping him out. But, you know, they lost Kendall Lamb. I think that was a mistake on their part. But I, I give them credit. They are finding ways to get some offensive linemen. You know, it's it's risky when they're all rookies. But uh, Max Sharping is a really, really focused dude. Uh, he's an adult. I think Titus Howard could be a nice player. I thought that was early for him. But at least they are addressing it as opposed to last year where it was just like, Godspeed, Deshaun. Godspeed. DK Metcalf is still on the board. Juan Thornhill still on the board. Nasir Adderley still on the board. Taylor Rapp. Now there was some question about medical with him. Uh, that is interesting. Chauncey Gardner Johnson still th- there. Obviously, there were some questions that were hinted about his maturity um, and him being a little too, uh, a little bit too much of a fan of himself. Uh, but again, these are guys that I think could come in and be very good for the Browns. Obviously, I think. Uh, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson could be a guy that can play that Jabril Peppers-type role and grow into being a strong safety, whereas Juan Thornhill is more of a coverage guy. That's interesting. And the Chiefs apparently traded up, so that could be for a defensive back. We'll see. You still alive? Pete, we have you out on the open road, and I understand it, and that's good. We're going to put a bow on this one here. So here we have your Greedy Williams piece. Um, Pete is obviously fired up. The draft puts the B12 in him like nothing else. And Pete, it's funny because what did you say Monday? I didn't think the draft was going to hit me like this. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, I was, re- you know, finally here, ready to go. Exciting to get players that can help you. And obviously 
you know, the, the, there's no question that Greedy Williams is in that camp. And it's a question of if he can do the right things and hopefully they'll get one more player that can contribute. And there's a lot of great options. Zach Allen is still sitting out there, for example. That would be a great player to get. <laughs> Galen Saunders still out there. Could, could be a player that helps the Browns. Um, offensive tackle may be out for the time being. Maybe they'll, you know, Uli Udo later. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of really good players out there. Charles Amenahu, if, you know, the threat about length was a real thing. Um, so there are there are no shortage of guys that they can get that can help this team. The other guy who has not been talked about at all, Hakeem Butler, still available as far as I know. The Chiefs got to double up here. They have to. They have to. Uh, one would wonder if you know, this, this pick may be illuminating as to what's going to happen with Tyreek Hill. He's done. He's done. And um, you would hope, but I think the statement they made today was a test balloon. Yes, but uh, Evan Silva, Evan Silva put out his mock today where it was Butler and it was Paris Campbell. You got to cover this both ends now. You cannot waste Patrick Mahomes, and if they can pull out some sort of receiver combination, maybe Emmanuel Hall instead of uh, you know, uh, Hakeem Butler, and just do it. And you have to absolutely sever ties here. I don't care where you live, what part of the country, where maybe some things are viewed a little differently. This is something that is inexcusable, Pete. We know this. Yeah. Um, you would hope. And, and I, I think, you know, I, look, I understand that there's an element of this where they, they, they say they're uh, uh, caught flat-footed. And they did say the right thing in terms of, you know, he's deactivated or, you know, he's not going to participate in anything right now. welcome or whatever. But it really does feel like a test balloon in terms of we're going to see just how bad the backlash is before we make a move. Uh, And people using the the, the draft as a cover that they're too busy. Like, really? You're too busy for that? Um, So uh, we'll see. I would hope that that's going to be the end of it, but... You know, the, the stranger things have happened. Maybe the cover is, can we find someone to do something similar to that where you don't give up a draft strategy, which may be Paris Campbell. Um, guys, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. We'll get back a little bit later. We'll get you another one here this evening where we get you the third-round pick. Uh, you know, Pete's work for the time being, NFL Spin Zone. Uh, follow Pete uh, at underscore Pete Smith underscore uh, the Lockdown Browns uh, Twitter account. At Lockdown Browns, we always give it a follow back. You guys know that. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LG underscore Lloyd. Uh, as dogs are barking in the background, uh, hopefully the next Brown selection soon. We'll get you some more here this evening, though, guys. But uh, look, the first piece is in place. Uh, Greedy Williams, obviously, a little shell tear like we did over Ed Oliver and so many other prospects. Not not a bad thing to add out of this with Greedy Williams. Uh, so, everybody, uh, daily delivery, all things dog pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.